Journey into Space. The BBC presents Jet Morgan in Operation Luna. Jet Morgan and the crew of rocket ship Luna, stranded on the Earth thousands of years before the time they left it, were persuaded by a voice that spoke to them over their personal radios to enter one of the circular spacecraft that they'd seen many times since they'd set out for the moon. They were taken to a city, a city of domes, and then again at the invitation of the strange voice, they entered a door in one of the domes, a door which opened up into a tunnel leading deep into the Earth. Finally, they came upon a great open space full of strange plants and lit by artificial daylight. Once again, the voice was heard, and Jet and his crew were invited to descend the long flight of steps from which they'd viewed the immense underground world and meet the voice in person. Hello? Yes? You're getting very close to me now. Oh. In a few moments, we shall meet. Are you in that diving bell or whatever it is? Yes. I am. Do you want us to come in there, or, or will you come out? The door will open, but you needn't enter. You may just like to look in first. Very well. Yeah, I don't like this. Let's go back. No, Lemmy, stay where you are. Well, it's open. Can you see anybody, anything in there? Yeah, it's, it's rather dark. It, uh, yes, I can. There, see? What? Oh, no! Oh, oh, man, let let Oh, no! No, no, he can't be! Ah! Oh, let me get out of here! Let me! Ah! Let me come back to you here! No, get up, come! Don't stay there, mate! Come on before something terrible happens to all of us! Doc, Mitch, wait here. Where no. are you going? To bring Lemmy back. Right. Oh, the door's shut again. You must have seen how the sight of him affected us. Yeah, it was kind of a shock. Quite unlike anything I expected. Me too, Doc. Even though I caught no more than a glimpse of him. It was like a... Well, I... A, an armadillo? Yes. Yes, I suppose you could describe it as that. An armadillo that stood up on its hind legs. And it had a blue and red face like like those monkeys. What are they called, Doc? Uh, mandrills, you mean? Yeah. It was the bright colors that gave me the biggest shock. I expected somebody rather like ourselves. Flesh-colored, at least. Yeah, so did I. It was such a surprise, I... Well, here comes Jet. Lemmy oh, seems to have had quite a fright. What happened? Did the door shut again? Yeah, almost immediately. Oh. It was as though he didn't want to shock us, like he wished to hide himself from us as quickly as possible. Oh, Jet, let's get away from here. No, Lemmy, we mustn't let him see we're afraid. Well, I'm not afraid, not anymore, but I just can't stand anything so ugly, that's all. The sight of you had much the same effect on us when we first saw you. Eh? But we got used to it. And now we accept you. What do you mean? We scared you? Not scared us. Shocked us. But we couldn't be that ugly. Quiet, Lemmy. It's all a matter of comparison. What you're used to. The habit of accepting what you think is normal. Well, I suppose a fella can't help his ugly mug, but what you've got is taking things a bit too far. I'm sorry, but I did warn you. You need not see us again if you'd rather not. Thanks, sir. I'd rather not. Look, you must excuse us. It was so unlike anything we'd expected. We understand. 
You need worry about it no more. We brought you here for your own safety. We would not like your stay to be unpleasant. That's very considerate of you. I will not show myself to you again unless you wish it. If you can get used to us, who are so different from you, we can do the same. It is harder for you. We have had many opportunities of observing you, of getting used to you. But now I expect you'd like to refresh yourselves and rest. Yes, please. We'd like to very much. It has all been arranged. If you follow the path, you will come to another sphere, just like this one. The door will be open. Go inside. There will be food and beds for you. When you have rested, I shall contact you again. Thank you. Yes, mate. Thanks a lot. And uh, I'm sorry I've kicked up all that fuss. Oh, they've really done us proud, haven't they? You think this food's any good to eat? Mm. What's it like, Doc? Mm, rather, rather sweet, but okay. Rather like honey, but with the texture of bread. Yeah, I suppose these things are for us to sleep on. And what else could they be? Well, I mean, who ever heard of a circular bed with, with a dip in the middle? That's to stop you falling out. And what do we do with bed covers? How do we keep warm? The temperature is uniform in here and outside, too. Quite warm enough for sleeping. Even when we undress? Perhaps they don't expect us to undress. The, the voice didn't seem to be wearing any clothes. Oh, what about all that shell stuff? That armor plating, wasn't that clothes? I doubt it. I doubt very much if they wear clothes at all. Oh, Becky wouldn't like that. Like what? Well, I'd like to think I've been associating with a lot of nudists. Yeah, well, I don't know about you, but I'm over getting some sleep. <laughs> Bed clothes or no. How's it feel, Mitch? Quite comfortable. Not as soft as I'd like, but it's comfortable enough. Oh, I hope you're so tired, you know. <laughs> I can sleep on a clothesline. Are you warm? Yes, very warm. Well, hadn't you better take something off then? Hey. Hey, Mitch. Good night. He's asleep already. Hey? Well, isn't he? Yeah. I suppose it is just sleep. I suppose that couch couldn't be some kind of trap. How could it be? Why not? You lie on it and whoops, you're off. Lost to the world. And then when all four of us are laid out, in come them gremlins or whatever they are and we've had it. Hey, Mitch. Mitch. What's the matter? Oh. You're all right. Yeah, why shouldn't I be? Well, we thought that... The... Yeah, he's asleep again. It's like them pigs make you sleep whether you want to or not. But he woke very easily. He woke as soon as I touched him. I don't think there's anything to worry about, Jet. If anything bad was going to happen to us, it could have happened by now. No, it, it seems the whole makeup of these people is based on gentleness and kindness. How can we come to any harm? But how can anybody so ugly... Be so kind and considerate. Well, for the same reason that anything so beautiful as a uh, a cat can be so cruel. Yeah, that makes a kind of sense, Doc. Uh, sleeping makes sense. And I'm going to be sensible like Mitch. Any objection to my taking this bed? Nope. Take whichever one you like, Jet. Oh, I shall sleep peacefully. I know that. For the first time since we landed here. Maybe you'd better turn in as well, both of you. What, you mean nobody sits up and keeps watch? Oh, I'm sure there's no need, Lemmy. I feel as safe here as I would in my own bed. Oh, and you feel the same, Jet? Jet? <laughs> Obviously he does. Well, good night, Lemmy. What do you mean, good night? It's broad daylight out there. Uh, I expect it always is. <laughs> but it won't stop me from... I'll stop you from what, Doc? Doc, I'm talking to you. Oh, oh well. There's no point in me sitting up and talking to myself. Oh, oh feels good and all. Nice and warm and... Oh. It's just like... Uh... 
up, Lenny. Can't you sleep? Oh, this bed's so darn uncomfortable. Ah, so's mine. But when I first got in, it was soft and warm, and now it feels like a plank. A bare plank with splinters in. Just how mine feels. Oh, well, I ain't standing here any longer. Oh, I can't stand it. Why do you think I'm up? What's that human mandrel trying to do? Make a monkey out of us? Good morning. Oh, oh, uh, good morning. I trust you slept well. Well, I would have done it if the bed had stayed as comfortable as it was when I first got in it. But it did. Aye? You slept for hours, all of you. The beds don't get uncomfortable until you've had your full sleep. Well, I don't understand. Well, when you're tired, or even if you're not, and the time comes to sleep, the beds will induce it from the moment you lie on them. Oh, that's right. They did. I fell asleep almost at once. But when your sleeping period is over, the bed reverses the procedure and you get up. And are glad to do so. What, you mean these beds are a sort of sleeping pill and alarm clock combined? What an ingenious idea. Well, I don't think so. Oh, why not? Because there's nothing I like better than turning over and having another five minutes. Well, now that we are up, what happens next? A meal is set for you. Yes, so I see. When you have eaten, I want you to leave this sphere and go to another. A much larger one to which I shall direct you. And then? You will see, in good time... We would like to acquaint you with a few things about us and this planet. This must be the place, Jet. Yes, but how do we get in? He said it would be open for us. Yeah, you know what happened the last time a door opened? Oh, I don't want another shock like that. No, he said we wouldn't see him again. I don't think he'll go back on his word. Hold on to your hat. Something's happening. Oh, no. Oh, there it is. The door. Sliding back just like all the others. Stand still. Don't panic. Well, do we go in? Of course we do. Yeah, but Spouting is there. Well, I'm willing to risk it. He can't help how he looks. We'll have to get used to it. Just as he got used to us. Well, all right, in you go. I'm a long way behind you. Come on, I don't think this is going to hurt. Uh, well, what do you know? Hey, this must be the nerve center of this place. A kind of control room. A huge control room. And it's chock full of those televiewer spheres. And, uh, and... And what, Doc? How can I describe them? I don't even know what they're for. Now, don't anybody touch anything. Not a thing. Yeah, probably blow the old place sky high if we did. Sky high? <laughs> this far under the ground? Well, earth high, then. Well, there's the door closing. They've got a mania for shutting themselves in everywhere, haven't they? Not a sign of anybody. Not a soul. If the place looks clean, it's polished as a new pin. Mm, if there was anybody here, they probably left before we came in. So we wouldn't see them. You notice? Hiding themselves on our account. Yeah, it's beginning to make me feel mean. Hello, Luna. Hello, yes? Do you see in front of you a televiewer globe? Yes, I see it. Walk as far as that, and then wait. Very well. He's going to show us something. But what brings us all this way to do it? I guess he knows his own business best, Lemmy. Yes, Doc. Well, we're here, in front of the televiewer. And it's warming up. Well, there's a picture appearing. A picture of the city. From the outside. It's much the same as we saw it from the air, just before we first landed here. It must be daylight up on the surface, then. Yes, it is. The night has long since passed. Is that an actual view from outside, or is it a film or something? Film? What is film? Ah, that's something we know about that you ain't got, then. What I mean is, is that picture we see on the screen an actual transmission? Of course. One of our ships is hovering above the city. It transmits the picture, which is reproduced here. Oh, I see. Well, but why show it to us? We've already seen those domes from exactly that viewpoint. It is not just the city we wish you to see. Oh, what then? Hey, that picture's changing. That ship must be moving. Take a close look at the countryside over which it is passing. At the cultivated areas in particular. Uh, did you plant them? Yes, we did. There were fields of the same kind near where our ship landed. Did you plant those too? Yes. But we never once saw anybody tend to them. Oh, they don't need tending. We plant them and they grow and ripen. When they are ready for harvest, we gather them in. If they're still there... How do you mean, 
If they're still there. Watch the televiewer, and you will see. I? Truth, yes, I do. See that? What, Mitch? Smoke. Clouds of it. It's the crops. They're on fire. Well, that's a silly thing to do. Plant them and then burn them. Do you think we did it? Well, who else? The creatures of the forest. Who are they? They are the cause of our leaving this planet. What, just because they burn your crops? Surely you can prevent that. How? Well, by getting your own back and burning theirs. They'll soon get tired of a game that two can play at. They do not grow crops themselves. There are none for us to burn. Oh, well, that rules out that little lark then, doesn't it? But look, who are these forest creatures? Why should they go around burning your crops like this? They are destructive by nature. They destroy anything they do not understand. They even destroy the animals. Kill. Not only for food, but for the sheer joy of killing. They even kill each other. Don't you kill for food, then? Why should we? There is plenty to be had without killing others, point. What, you mean you're all vegetarians? There is no need to kill, to live. But life is like that. One animal kills another so that it may survive. And that, in its turn, is killed by another. So we found when we first arrived on Earth, it was something new to us. No creature ever killed another on our planet. It must have been very crowded, grossly overpopulated. No, it wasn't. There was just enough life for the planet to support. No more, no less. What, not even the wild animals killed each other? There were no wild animals. Blimey, you must have found a big change when you landed here, then. These forest creatures were burning your crops. How long have they been carrying on like this? For many hundreds of years. When we first arrived here, thousands of years ago, there were only a few of them. But they have steadily multiplied and now have emerged as creatures with intelligence. They live in communities and have learned to make fire. They seem to live only to destroy us and all that belongs to or is associated with us. And in between times, they destroy each other. Well, they sound a very friendly lot, I must say. Well, if they are out to destroy you, why don't you do the same to them? Kill them, do you mean? Yes. With the means you have, it shouldn't be difficult. We can do many things. But we cannot harm any living creature. What, uh, nobody? Nobody. Well, that's nice to know. So rather than fight back, you're willing to leave this city and, and all that it contains? The way of life on Earth is not our way. We have no choice but to find a new place to live. And where are you off to? To another planet within this solar system. Not so hospitable as Earth, but it will do. Which planet? It occupies a position between the Earth and the Sun. It is the Earth's neighbor. We must mean Venus. How can you live there? If the Earth's climate is too violent for you, the heat on Venus would be unbearable. The dense atmosphere affords us some protection. We provide the rest ourselves. You would. I expect you could live in a... Let me... Already another city just like this is being built beneath the surface. Meanwhile, our reconnaissance ships are searching the universe for another more suitable planet. When they find it, we shall go. And what if they don't? Then we shall remain on Venus until the forest creatures have gone. This uncontrollable desire they have for destroying things can only result in their self-annihilation. But suppose it doesn't. Suppose they cease to destroy things and each other. That is most unlikely. But if it should happen, we could live on Earth with them in peace. But even if their nature does change, it'll take years, maybe thousands of years. We can wait. Our ships will always be watching the Earth. And we will return when the time is right. Do these creatures, as you call them, ever come out of the forest? Last night they came out and set fire to our crops. Well, let's hope we don't meet up with them then. That's why we brought you here, so that you shouldn't. 
they had already begun to get curious about you. Oh? What do these creatures look like? Like you and me, they walk on two legs. But they are covered in hair and walk with a stoop. Not upright as you do. Apes? Why apes? Well, gorillas then. What else could walk on two legs and be covered in hair? Can they talk? Have they any intelligence or, or even a language? They mutter to each other, but do not even seem to grasp the fact that we have tried to communicate with them. They must be apes. Hey, did you ever hear of an ape that could use fire? Not in our day, but who knows what they could do this far back in time. But what is this danger you told us of? They are it. The forest creatures, you mean? Yes. Then we've got nothing to be scared of, so long as we stay here. But you can't. Well, why not? I told you. The last of us are about to leave. We can no longer protect you when we are gone. Ah, oh, but we could stay here, couldn't we? There'd be no point. You would drown. Eh? Drown? How? When we first arrived on Earth, the great ice cap reached to about where this city is situated. Well, what's that got to do with our being drowned? Quietly, me. Give him a chance to explain. But slowly, the ice has been receding. As it does so, it melts, and great quantities of water are released to fill up the seas and low-lying land. The land above this city is very low-lying. It cannot be long before the Western Sea breaks through and floods a vast area, including this. The Western Sea? Yes, Jet. The Atlantic. Don't yes. you remember? I-, I figured out we were right smack in the middle of the Mediterranean, yeah. and I was right. Already two great lakes stand where a few thousand years ago two of our cities stood. They are now submerged. But if you know about this, well, why not move to some high land that won't be flooded and build a city there? That we might have done, but for the forest creatures. Ah, they're the real fly in the ointment then. So long as they remain on earth, we cannot. But you did say you could help us, protect us from all this. We can. How? You can come with us. What? To Venus? There you will at least be safe. Oh, now, wait a minute. What makes you think we can even live on Venus? Yeah, we haven't got a plate armor for a skin like you, you know. Then you prefer to stay here? Uh, no. No, we don't. Then what do you want? To get back to Earth. But you are on Earth. In our own time, I mean. In the 20th century where we came from and where we belong. And how do you propose to do that? Well, that's what we thought you could tell us. You got us here in the first place. Well, your ships did. It was an accident. But if you got us here... How you did it, I don't know. Couldn't you reverse the process and get us back again? We could try, but there would be considerable risk. What kind of risk? We would have to return you to the moon first. And then, of course, we may not get you back there at the same time as you left it. Aye? We may be a few thousand years out, either way. Oh, no. It would be safer if you come with us in one of our ships. That would be simple. Would getting us back to the moon be out of the question? No, not really. Provided you go in your own ship. And we can't. Well, why not? We can't take off. We haven't the power. We, we need a booster stage to get away from the Earth's gravitational pull, and we haven't got one. A booster? Yes. Yes, there's not sufficient power in the motor to get us off the Earth. The moon, yes, but not the Earth. And we need oxygen. We have hardly enough to last five days... Sufficient to get us from Earth to the moon, but not for the round trip. And we need grub. We've got to eat. And if we had all those things, the ship couldn't take off. We need a launching ramp, or a long runway at least. You had better come to Venus with us. I don't want to go to Venus. I want to go home. We cannot guarantee to get you anywhere else. Uh, would you take us back to the moon if you could? Certainly, if you wish it. But it will be risky. We might prefer to take the chance. 
Can you give us time to think about it? Of course. I will direct you back to your sphere. Meanwhile, I will investigate the possibility of preparing your ship for takeoff. Perhaps if you come to any conclusion before I contact you, you will call me. Yes, we will. And thank you. It's all agreed, then. We take the chance. Yeah, not gotcha. yet. Sure, but look, suppose we do get to the moon and we land in a new period of time, different from this and the one we left. Well? Well, the time travelers will still be around, won't they? So we could go to Venus then, I suppose, if we wanted to. I think we'd have to. We couldn't live on the moon, that's for sure. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Oh, I suppose we'll have enough fuel to get off again and back to Earth. Well, that remains to be seen. Depends on how much we use up taking off from here. Well, I suppose we'd better call up his nibs and tell him what we've decided. Yes, Jed, I think we had. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. We've made up our minds about what we want to do. Very well. If you care to go up to the surface again, one of our ships will be waiting to take you back. But we haven't told you what our decision is yet. It was a foregone conclusion. Oh. Well... How do we get up to the surface? Leave your radios on. I will direct you. How about the ship that is to take us back? Where will we find that? I will lead you there, Olsen. Well, I'm sorry to leave that underground city, but I won't be sorry to see Luna again. Shouldn't be long now before we sight her. Those forest creatures have certainly been busy all along here. Look at all that smoke. Yeah. You don't think they'd be messing around with our ship, do you? Well, they'd have a job. It wouldn't burn anyway. But they could have gone into it. The main door was open. Ah, but the hatch wasn't. They could have got no further than the airlock. Well, if they are anywhere near it, we should see them. We're getting very close to where she is now. Or was. All right, don't be so darn pessimistic, Lemmy. Ah, there she is. See her? Just coming into view. And no fields burning anywhere near her. <laughs> she look. Good heavens. What is it? What's up? What? Am, am I dreaming or something? Look at the ship. Truth, she, she's standing up on her tail. But when we left her, she, she had her undercarriage down and she was lying in the horizontal position. And the shock absorbs her out as though she'd just landed here tail first. But who stood her up like that? How did they do it? Oh, here, take it easy, mate. Oh, we're going down. Hold on to your hat. Oh, blimey, fancy going all the way to Venus in one of these. I'll be dead before I got halfway. They certainly don't waste any time, do they? At least they might give us some kind of warning first. You'll never mind about that. Let's get out here and see who's been messing about with Luna. Well, how can we? The doors are still shut. Oh, no, they're not. Up you go, Mitch. And you, Doc. You bet. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. She's all set, ready for takeoff. And everything seems to be in perfect order. Everything we ever took out has been replaced. Yeah, but does it work? We'll carry out normal pre-takeoff tests. Check every installation. Now, don't miss a thing. Okay, Jack. Well, that's the televiewer. Test satisfactory. Well, that's it, then. Everything works. Switch her off, Lemmy. Right. Well, what do you make of that? Well, there's only two people could have done this. That uh, Mr. Mystery or them forest creatures. And it just couldn't be them apes. But even Mr. Mystery, as you call him, couldn't have done all this alone. He never said he was alone. Oh, half the time he speaks of himself in the plural. He or or they must have done it while we were down in that underground city. But why? 
Why didn't they wait until we got here? We could have helped them, told them what to do. We didn't need to. They'd done it anyway. They must have dozens of men on this job. <laughs> men? What am I saying? I've got no idea how they did it without us, but I think I know why. Well, why, Doc? Because they didn't want us to see them. Eh? They knew we couldn't get the ship ready for takeoff without their help. So they came on ahead and did it before we got here. You mean they did it alone just so that we wouldn't have to look at them? What other reason can there be? Oh, it makes you feel so mean, doesn't it? We can't stand the sight of them, and yet they do all this for us. We are an amazing people, and no mistake. Well, after this, I wouldn't care if I saw a hundred of them. And if I did, I'd shake hands with a lot. If they've got hands... See if you can contact them, Jet. We must thank them. Yes, go ahead. That's the least we can do. Gentlemen, takeoff time is less than 30 minutes away. There they go again. They must be blowing that city of theirs to pieces. But if the sea is going to submerge it anyway, why should they bother? Search me. I suppose they will come for us. Why shouldn't they? I don't know. Now, you all know the procedure. We take off at noon. By then, the time travelers' ships will be hovering above us. Uh Now, once we've left the ground and have broken through the atmosphere, we leave everything to them. All right. Close the hatch and exhaust the airlock. Hatch closing. Airlock, exhaust. Lemmy, switch on the televiewer. Televiewer, on. Rotator, Lemmy. Let's have one last look round. And then start scanning the sky for those ships. All right, rotate in. This is the one place I won't be sorry to see the back of. Ah, thank goodness we don't have to fish in that river anymore. Hey, look. What is it, Lemmy? Smoke. There wasn't any that close when we were outside just now, was there? Is it the crops or the smoke from the city being blown up? No, it's too near for that. Then them apes or whatever they are must be pretty close. Ah, Keep her turning, Lemmy. See if we can see any more. Yes, Jet. Hey, wait, Lemmy, hold it. Blimey, who are they? It ain't his nibs, is it, with all his chinas? No. No, these are quite different. Then who the blazes are they? There's dozens of them, hundreds of them. And all heading towards the ship. They must be the forest creatures. The apes? Well, what do we do now? Apes? They're not apes. They look like apes to me. No, Lemmy. They're men. Eh? Prehistoric men. Primitive men. Our ancestors. Our own kind. Oh, blimey. They are men. And women. They've even got kids with them. And they're all carrying weapons. Even the women are. Did you ever see anything like it? A spear in one hand and a, and a nipper tucked under the other arm. Now, what kind of men let their women fight their battles for them? Who says they're fighting a battle? Well, they ain't called for tea, I'll bet. So do I. Uh, they're stopping. About a hundred yards off. Well, they must be quite perplexed about this ship. Yeah. Well, puzzled anyway. Well, they're going to be even more puzzled when we take off and leave them standing. Hey, isn't it about time we did just that? Shouldn't the time traveler's ship be overhead by now? Yes, they should. Mitch, uh, Lemmy, keep your eye on your great-grandfathers. Doc and I'll scan the sky for the time travelers. They must be up there somewhere by now. Okay. Uh, Switch on the forward televiewer, Doc. All right. On. Well? Uh, No sign of them. The sky's empty. Uh, Switch on the telescopic lens. Maybe they're too high for this one to pick them up. Right. Oh, still no sign. Sweep around a bit, Doc. Search for them. Rotator on. 
No, Jeff. Nothing. Well, they must be completely out of range. Or not there at all. Well, we didn't take off until we know they are. They've got to be up there and waiting for us. Otherwise, all our hopes of getting off the earth are gone for good. Keep looking, Doc. I'll try to raise them on the radio. Right. Hello? Hello, Luna calling. Can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me? Hey, Jeff, come over here, quick. I'm with you in just a minute, Mitch. I'm trying to raise the voice. Hello? Hello? No reply, huh? No, no reply, nothing. And I still don't see them. They can't be up there. Do you think they've deserted us? They're going to pull out without us? Well, it looks that way. Unless they're leaving it to the very last minute. The last second, you mean? Oh, they can't be coming, or they'd have answered my radio call at least. Hey, Jet, things are getting active outside. Uh, keep looking, Doc. I'd better get over to Mitch. Yeah, yeah. Well? Well, yourself. Take a look on the screen. They're setting fire to every field round the ship. It looks as though they intend to smoke us out. And fire from those fields couldn't reach us. Well, unless it sets fire to the wild grass. It could work its way over to the ship then. The wind's in the right direction. And what if it does, Mitch? Can it hurt us? Well, I don't know. It can't hurt the ship itself, but it can't do us any good either. Any danger of the fuel exploding? Well, if the ship gets hot enough, yes. Well, can there be all that heat in a grass fire? Wouldn't reach up here, but the motor's exhaust nozzle is right close to the ground. Well, no fire is likely to reach us for some time, anyway. Yeah, and by then we'll be away. Gone. Oh, I'm not so sure about that. Hey? There's no sign of the ships. I can't raise them on the radio. And incidentally, Lemmy, the main transmitter was already on when I went to use it. Well, that's right. I was warming it up when you told me to switch on the televiewer. You should have switched it off then. Hey? We haven't any power to waste. Well, I would have done Never it. mind it now, but be more careful in future. Yes, Jack. To get back to that fire out there. What? Well, I don't like it. If it does come close, I think we'll have to fight it. Keep it away from the tail of the ship. What, go outside, you mean? Well, we can't do it from in here, can we? No, it wouldn't be easy, would it? What time is it? Uh, 30 seconds past noon. Any sign in the dock? No, Jet. Sky's absolutely clear. I haven't come. Uh, fine lot they turned out to be. Time travellers. And they can't even keep an appointment. Well, they must have a very good reason for not showing up on time. Perhaps they'll be contacting us very soon and everything will be all right. Let's hope so. What the dickens is that? Sounds like a shower of stones. Shower. It's the ape men. What? Oh, we've been talking. They've crept up on us. They're attacking us. Yes, look at the televiewer. They're all around us, throwing their spears at us. Retract the camera, Lemmy, before it gets damaged. Right. Now we can't even see what they're doing. Well, we can hear them. They must be dim if they think they can damage our ship with those toothpicks. Yeah, maybe they think we're the time travellers. Possibly. They certainly can't have any idea that we are who we are. No, they couldn't, could they? But if they saw us, they'd know we weren't the time travellers, and perhaps they wouldn't be so unfriendly. Why don't you step outside and see? No, thanks. Nobody's going outside while they're out there. And what if they're out there for days, and the time travellers don't turn up to take us off? Then we'll have to stay in here until they've gone. What about air? We can't afford to use up our oxygen supply. We need it for later. We'll open up the airlock and keep the main door open. What, and let them gorillas in? It's too high for them to reach without a ladder. Well, they can get one, can't they? Oh, I doubt if they got around to making such things yet. Oh. We'll give the time travellers a few minutes more. Everything depends on them. That's putting it mildly. And if they still don't turn up... I hate to think... was the last of them. They seem to have gone all right. For the time being, anyway. Yeah, but why go now? Because it'll soon be getting dark, that's why. They don't like the darkness. Oh, they're just like a lot of kids, aren't they? Throw their spears at our ship, snarl at it, <laughs> and even kick it. As though they could do it any harm that way. Yeah, they are kids, Lenny. 
In them, you see the childhood of man. All our inherent fears and desires have come down from them. Fear of the dark, among other things. And I'm not surprised. Well, at least they've gone for the night. Yeah, in the meantime, that fire out there is creeping closer. Unless we take off within a couple of hours, it's going to get dangerously near. How can we stop it? Well, it's easy. We could burn a wide stretch of grass between the ship and the fire, stamping it out as we go. Then when the main fire reaches it, it'll just fizzle out. A bit of a tall order for just the four of us. We can manage it. I once helped prevent a bushfire burning a house down by the same method. We'll have to start soon before those flames get too close. All right. We'll take a blanket each and go down to the river and soak them. And then what... Jet! Jet! What, Lemmy? Don't you hear anything? Eh? Yes, I hear it. The time travellers, they must be around. That's their music. Not very loud, though, is it? Lemmy, switch on the radio. See if we can contact them. Yes, Jet. Radio on. Hey, do you think they're overhead? That they've come to pick us up at last? We'll find out, Doc, if we can. I'll switch on the forward televiewer. See if I can see them. Blimey! They must be very close. Listen to that! If we can contact them, now's the time. Any sign of them, Mitch? No, Doc, not yet. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Hello? Hello, Luna. Oh, he's there. Are we glad to hear from you? Glad? Yeah, fine pal you turned out to be. Scarping off the minute them eight men appear. Where are you? Are you overhead? No, we have landed on the other side of the river. Mitch, take a look that way. See if you can see them. You're darn right I will. You told us to be ready for takeoff at noon. That's right. Well, we were, but you didn't come. We thought perhaps you didn't need us anymore. Didn't need you? But you were going to help us get out into space and back to the moon, back to our own time. We were. Why did you change your mind? The forest creatures changed it for us. How could they make any difference? We thought you would want to stay with them. Do us a favor? You said they were your own kind, your ancestors. Oh, they are. At least we think they are. How did you hear us? Your radio was on. Of course it was. Lemmy left it on. All right, I didn't mean to. But what made you think we would want to stay with them? It is natural. They are your own kind. But thousands of years separate us. They've no idea who we are and couldn't care less, I'm sure. In fact, they probably think we are you or connected with you. Yeah, why else would they attack us? Throw spears at our ship. Would you do that to your descendants? We wouldn't do that to anybody. If you were so sure we'd rather go with the forest dwellers, why did you come back? To find out why you didn't. Well, now you know. We don't want to be killed, that's why. Them gorillas out there might be our ancestors, but we'd prefer to string along with your lot any time. You mean you will come to Venus, after all? Uh, No, no, we'd like you to take us back to the moon, to our own time. So you do want to rejoin the forest creatures, their descendants anyway. I don't see anything wrong with that. You may not, but we do. Eh? Why should we help the very people who are driving us away? It's not us that's driving you away, it's those out there in the forest. But you are their future, and you cannot have changed so much. Of course we have. We don't even look like them anymore. Well, you can see that for yourself. Looks have very little to do with it. I don't understand you. You have witnessed the basic force that drives the forest creatures. The uncontrollable desire to destroy things they do not understand. The incredible selfishness of their nature. Have you seen them when they are hungry? We've hardly seen them at all. When one of them has a piece of food, does he share it with his companions? No. He goes away and hides and gorges himself until he's sick then buries any that's left over. And if one of his kind sees him with that food, he tries to get it away from him. Not part of it, all of it. And then they snarl and fight and draw each other's blood until one lies dead so that the other can keep more than he needs. Ah, we're more civilized than that, mate. Are you? It takes a long time for such things to be driven out of a being's nature. A long, long time. 
Probably longer than your kind have inhabited this planet. But in comparison with the age of the Earth, man has existed hardly any time at all. You are merely proving my argument. But even in that short time, man has learned a great deal. He, he's progressed. Towards what? Well, a more comfortable and fuller life. A greater respect for his fellow beings and his neighbor's property. You don't kill each other anymore? You no longer destroy the things that can give you life and comfort? As the forest men burn our crops, which they could eat if they knew how, no longer burn vast areas of the forest merely to drive out game? No, we don't. We got past those things thousands of years ago. You are certain the instinct does not remain in some other form? Not that I can think of. I wouldn't be too sure about that, Jeff. You cannot even agree amongst yourselves. How do you mean, Doc? Well, think of the vast acres of forest land that have been destroyed. To drive out game? No, to grow crops. Not to eat, but for a good market. Year after year, until the ground is so exhausted that we end up with no forest, no game, no crops. Just dust. Man has been foolish, I admit, but that's all being put right now. Land conservation schemes are high up on the list of important projects, or were when we left home. You have doubts? They could be abandoned? Well, yes, they could, I suppose, for something more important. Or what? Well, a war, maybe. War? Oh, blimey, you shouldn't have said that. Look, we're not perfect. I don't know how long your kind have been alive, probably many thousand times longer than man. You've had time to conquer all your primitive desires and suppress them. You have endless generations of experience behind you. Give us the time and we'll be like you. We'll stamp out the undesirable, primitive natures that underlie our characters. But you must give us the time. Such great changes cannot be accomplished overnight. I realize that. And meanwhile, are you to be allowed to continue to destroy your planet and each other? It seems it's inevitable, but it's all bitter experience from which we shall learn. And although you admit that you have not yet learned, you build ships and dare to try to conquer space before you have even conquered yourselves. Perhaps to colonize the planets and destroy them, too. We can't help a little destruction of some sort. You can't plant a field without you clear the forest first. You can't drive a steam engine without you dig out the coal or pump out the oil from the bowels of the earth. Why do you have to dig coal and pump oil? For fuel, of course. You've got to have something to drive your machines. It's, it's a wasteful method, I know, but it'll have to do until we find a better one. There is power all around. Force for all to use, with no digging, no pumping, no waste. What power? The power by which we live. Enough energy reaches the Earth from the sun in one day to drive all our ships and power plants for a hundred years. Well, we haven't learned to harness that power yet. We hardly know what it is. Then perhaps you will leave your exploration of space until you do. But that is just where you can help us. How? By telling us the secret of this power. How to find it. How to use it. Would you trust the secrets of your ship and all its equipment to the forest creatures? Now, use your sense. What could they do with it? You could explain the workings to them. It would be like trying to explain the, the quantum theory to a child. Exactly. Well, at least you could make a start with simple things. We're not quite as primitive as those forest dwellers, even by comparison with you. There would be no point. A child cannot be taught to run before it can walk. And you have hardly emerged from the crawling stage. You don't think much of us one way and another, do you? We think as much of you as we do of any other living creature anywhere in the universe. We have no wish to harm you. That's what you say. Yet you go off and leave us here with them gorillas outside thirsting for our blood. 
and the floods coming to drown us and us helpless to get back to our own time and people. We would not harm you. It would be the forest creatures, not us. But if you leave us here, it amounts to the same thing. Are we to be blamed when a tiger kills his prey? We're not a tiger's prey. We're prey to those ape men, or will be if we're left here. We have no control over the form and mode of life on Earth. But you would help perpetuate it. How? By doing nothing about it. We have tried. The animals have no interest in us, and the forest creatures detest us. We don't. You cannot bear even to look at us. Not at first, but we could now. Show yourself to us and see. Switch on your televiewer. It is on. Now, wait a minute, Jet. Is that necessary? Quiet, Lemmy. There he is. His head, anyway. Can you see me? Yes, we can. And you are not afraid? No. You speak for yourself. You are, but you control your feelings. We are not afraid. We've better sense now. Because you have met us? Partly. But what of the rest of you who have not? We will tell them about you. Your beautiful underground city, your great scientific powers. For our own safety, it would be better to leave you here to prevent your ever going out into space again. If you do not return to your own time and your contemporaries give you up as lost, it may deter others from venturing out into space. You don't know us as well as you think you do. Our deaths would make no difference. Others will follow. Is that why you turned us back in time? To prevent our getting to other planets, perhaps to Venus, where you're going and will be living in the 20th century? Yes. It's no good, mate. That kind of trip won't stop us. At least give us the chance to prove that our ultimate goal is a life such as you now lead. It's been the dream of man for centuries. It will be the dream of man, Jet, and centuries to come. Very well. Are you ready to leave? We can be, in a few minutes. We will take up a position way above you. Your ship must leave the ground and climb as high as possible out of the atmosphere. When you have reached your maximum speed, switch off your motor and leave everything to us. How high will you be? A thousand miles. Well, can't you come lower than that? We, we might not make that height. If we come any closer to you, the magnetic field set up by our ships will affect the working of your ship. Oh, I see. Very well. We'll try to reach a thousand. We'll be waiting for you. Do you want us to take off at any particular time? No. When you are ready, we shall be there. But what if anything goes wrong? Hello? Hello? It's no good, Jet. They must have already taken off. He can't hear you. A few more things I wanted to ask him. Like what? Well, it makes no difference now. All right. We'll make a final check of all equipment. <laughs> been listening to episode 11 of Journey into Space with Andrew Foles as Jet Morgan, Alfie Bass as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, and David Williams as Mitch. Other parts were played by David Jacobs and Derek Geiler. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. Journey into Space was written and produced for the BBC by Charles Chilton. <laughs> <laughs> 